What is up, my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Coworking Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Alex Hillman, and I had an interesting question while we were getting everything set up at the new Indie Hall from one of the members who helped out a ton with our network design. And he saw me involved in all kinds of projects from the network design itself to the lighting design to bits of physical engineering. And he asked me, he said, you know, did you go to school for all this stuff? Where did you learn how to do this? And I said, you know, I learned from experience. That's the way I learned just about everything. And I realized in that moment how many things from both my past careers in technology helped me get my co-working space off the ground, but also how much getting a co-working space off the ground has taught me about things that I never would have been exposed to. And as much as I've gotten from Indie Hall in the world of relationships, the things that it's taught me, both the practical skills as well as some of the emotional skills, are greater than anything else I can imagine gathering. So I'm excited to answer today's question from a reader of mine who is asking about whether or not I thought co-working could potentially replace college. So let's get into that question. James asks, could co-working be an alternative to college? Well, you're asking sort of a loaded question for me because I am a college dropout. But but that doesn't mean that I don't believe in college. I think college is super, super important for certain kinds of people. I think the big problem, without getting too preachy, I'm going to step up on the soapbox for just a second. I think the idea that everyone should go to college is the wrong idea. I think college is great for certain kinds of people. I think that there are a lack of alternatives, and I think co-working has the potential to be a tremendous alternative in terms of the learning process that people could or should be getting at college. So I want to break that down just a little bit. The reason, and I'll, I'll make this very personal, the reason I chose the college that I did go to was specifically because of an opportunity to learn on the job. There was a co-op program at Drexel University, so they took a four-year degree, stretched it to five, and in the middle three years, you spend six months in class and the other six, me- and the other six months working, doing something that would be related to your degree, actually getting on-the-job experience, mentorship, and things like that, and I knew I wanted that. But I also know that I'm weird. I know that I'm rare. The fact that I knew that I wanted that puts me in the vast minority. And the truth is, is lots of people choose Drexel and they get a lot out of the co-op program. And I'm just not sure that so many people go there specifically because they know that they are going to learn a lot on the job. Now, that being said, there are a lot of students who are going to college who I think do very poorly in college. I'll put myself in this category as well because they are bored because they are not challenged, because they look at the stuff that's happening in the books and go, that's great, how is this ever going to apply to me? And for those students in particular, the ones who learn through application, I think there is tremendous opportunity to either in addition to college or perhaps completely replacing college, spend time working in a co-working space. Now, I think that there's a, a relatively small slice of the population that would completely replace college with, with co-working. However, I think there's a ton of value in college students getting involved in co-working spaces before they graduate. And we talk about this a lot with our team. In fact, uh, a number of the folks who I've hired who were really just a couple of years out of college said that they really wish they discovered something like Indie Hall before they graduated. Because when you graduate, one of the things they don't tell you is how you're really going to be on your own. Like the networks that you 
build up over four or five years in a university sort of get ripped out from under you. You could have alumni, you know, connections and things like that, but the amount of network and resource and safety net you have in a university setting that you don't have as soon as you graduate, even when you have a job, you know, there's a huge gap there. So I would love to see, and this is something that we very badly want to do, and we actually had a summer intern here helping us figure out the best path into, find a way to have students, while they're still in school, spending some time at Indie Hall. Now, what does that exactly look like? And the truth is, is I don't think I'm the right person to say. I don't think the people that are here are the right person to say. I think we need a pool of students who fall into that category of self-selecting people who realize that sitting in the classroom is not where they get the most learning, right? Being on the job, learning from watching somebody else do the work, from becoming a practitioner, more like an old school apprenticeship, more like a, a mentorship or an apprenticeship is sort of where I see things going. So, you know, I had a really interesting conversation with the electrician who's working on Indy Hall's new space about how hard he's finding it to hire junior tradespeople for, for uh, electrician jobs. And, you know, I think that that's true of lots of trades, but also even the non-trade trades, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, if you're waiting to graduate with a degree and think that degree is going to get you the job that you want, you're likely to be sorely disappointed in most professional realms, you know, there's technical skills you can learn, but the thing that's often not being taught is how to be professional, how to communicate, how to collaborate with other people. And, you know, one of the, the best examples that I know of uh, is a friend of mine is running an apprenticeship program as part of his design agency. And he's teaching people who have no formal design training how to become designers. And he's actually very picky about who he lets into the apprenticeship in the fact that they have to have never worked in Photoshop before. Right? So he's looking for people. He just does not have to untrain a bunch of bad habits and bad practices. He wants to mold them from the ground up. But that's not the truly spectacular part. The thing that I think is amazing is he's using the design process to teach people skills like time management, estimation, being a proactive communicator and all of the things that even when you go to college, you generally don't get and makes fresh out of college students really, really difficult to hire in a lot of cases. Even when they've got the technical skills and the chops, it's the additional skills of being a professional that are missing because schools just don't teach it. And to a degree, I don't think they can be learned in the classroom anyway. You need to be exposed to people that are doing it. So, I think that there's massive opportunities for people that are in whatever the sort of modern trades are, the designers, the developers, the writers, but you know, really any industry where you could be a freelancer or a remote worker, there's no reason why you couldn't have some of your time being shadowed by a younger person, either in college, potentially even in high school. I can imagine this going back to high school trades, you know, sort of a parallel to the vocational technical uh, trades, whether that's, you know, uh, you know, auto shop and, and culinary arts and things like that. Tons of parallels here. I think the reality is, is most students, until it's way too late, do they realize that there are lots of different ways to make a living. That includes having a job and potentially working remotely. A lot of them have been exposed to entrepreneurship, but it's mostly through Entrepreneur Magazine and the movie The Social Network. So they have no real concept of what it means to start a business. And I don't think you learn those things in school anyway, even when you study business as a degree, as I did. The place to learn what is possible and what is necessary is by watching people do it. And if you think about a co-working space as this sort of 
highly concentrated pool of people who are finding ways to make work work for them, to balance their work and their play, to do things that they love and make a living doing it, to work both independently as well as with other people, there's not a better environment to learn those things. So is co-working potentially an alternative to college? Maybe for some people, but maybe not as a sort of track learning process as you might think. And therefore, it's not going to be as attractive to a lot of people. But for some people who realize, who are self-aware enough to realize that they're paying probably a lot of money for a college degree that they're not even sure what they're going to get out of it. If that's you, if you're a college student or if you're a parent of a college student or if you're a teacher of a college student, I want you to listen right now and realize that if you don't know what you're getting out of it right now, there's a good chance the answer is you're not getting anything out of it right now. And if you were willing to try and put yourself in an environment where you will see things that you didn't even know were possible in the world of work, then I would encourage you to approach your local co-working space and say, hey, would it be possible for me to spend an afternoon a week here? Can I come in here after school? Can I come in here one day a week and work on my schoolwork? You don't even need to be directly collaborating with people or working with people or shadowing or, or even interning. Just being in the room to do some of your schoolwork and observing the way people work and then sitting in the lunchroom and having conversations with people. Uh, you know, Mike, who's sitting across the table from me right now, and I had a conversation uh, shortly after he graduated, or maybe it was just before, and I'm going to put Mike on the spot right now. The, the notion uh, that I think he had that is in common with a lot of people who come out of school and walk into a professional environment like a co-working space is, I don't have anything in common with the people around me. I'm junior. I'm new to the trade. I have very little experience on the professional side of things. I want it. Like, I, if, you, if you don't want it, then I don't, I don't know what a co-working space has for you. Maybe to be inspired to want it. But if you want it, if there's even the possibility that you want it, if the question that's keeping you from walking in the door or being at a co-working space is the idea that you don't have anything in common with the people around you or you're not sure what you have in common with the people around you, the people who are professionals, people who are a few steps, they may only be one or two years ahead of you. You might not even realize that a lot of the folks that are in a co-working space are only a year or two into their freelance or independent career. They're not as far ahead as you think. The reality is, is Everyone in the room is different from everyone else in the room in a co-working space. That's what makes this environment magical. And it's also kind of what makes a college campus magical is you're coming to college from different parts of the region. Some people are coming from, you know, the, the town or the city that you're in. Some people are traveling in. You're studying different things. You're learning different ways. You're succeeding in certain clubs. Uh, you're being challenged by other tests. Like that's what college kind of is and how in its best forms how college molds you. And there's not a lot of environments outside of college that actually do that for you other than a co-working space. So if you approach it sort of with the same open-mindedness that maybe you did as a college freshman and say, we're sort of all here with things that are different, but there's probably something we have in common. If I have a conversation about the things that I care about, the music that I'm passionate about, the comic books that I read, the movies that I like to watch, the, the books that I like to read, you know, whatever it is, you know, may have little to do with your work and everything to do with your personal interests. The same way that you would make friends in college is pretty similar to the way you're going to make adult friends in a co-working space. Then I think there's a huge opportunity for students to be getting active and involved in co-working spaces before they graduate. 
maybe before they even go to college. Uh, the one barrier that I know exists beyond the sort of mental, emotional, I'm not sure if I belong here, is the money factor. And that's something that I think about a lot and the fact that I would love, and I think that there are more college students and potentially even high school students who would spend time here, but they just don't have the money to be here. On my short list for 2017, once we get through the move into the new space, is having a student scholarship. Right. So I think it's totally valuable. I want students to know that there is value in being here and there should be some element of aspiration that if you're here, it would be awesome if you found a way for you to build a career so that you could pay for your membership here. If that's the goal, then I absolutely want you here. If I can help you view being here as an investment in yourself so that you could pay to be here for the long term, then I, it's my duty, it's my job, my responsibility to find creative ways to re reduce or remove the barrier to entry. And if that barrier to entry is money, then we should be able to make that go away. And I know for a fact that between the members in our community who have seen for themselves what Indie Hall has done for their professional careers and for their personal lives, for that matter, personal friendships and relationships, the connection to their city, maybe feeling disconnected, uh, as well as businesses that aren't a part of Indie Hall but want to see the talent pool grow, right? If I'm thinking about how my next three to five years of hiring talented people for whatever skills it is that they have, I would want people who had spent time in a co-working space because they're going to have grown not just in whatever their skill is but in their professionalism as well. That's I don't want to say it's a given, but it's probably one of the best indicators. If somebody spent time working in a co-working space, if they were sharp enough to choose that as a place to cultivate their skills, they're probably going to be pretty good at whatever it is that they do. So I think it would be very, very smart for businesses that are looking to potentially hire down the road, either freelancers or employees to invest in some sort of scholarship program in a local co-working space to say, we want to know that our money is going to provide scholarships. Maybe that's for students. Maybe that's uh, maybe there's other groups of people. Maybe it's uh, you know single moms that you want to get more into the again the digital trades and and again whatever industry you know tailor it to whatever your ecosystem is strong at whatever your community is strong at and look for people that are missing. Are there minorities underrepresented? Are there parents that are underrepresented? Are there students that are underrepresented? And I think having a scholarship model where people know that there is value in what they're getting, it's not just a gift, right? That's the, the beauty of a scholarship is you know that what you're getting is val valuable and that there's some element of reward for contribution for participation not just for showing up and doing the work but actually being an active contributing member of that community i think you can build something very resilient and something that could potentially pay dividends on the long term you know if i think of a, if, I'm, if i'm a company and i do four job fairs a year and job fairs generally cost you know upwards of a thousand fifteen hundred twenty five hundred dollars or more to participate in a table at a job fair at a university you should put that money maybe towards a local co-working space that would allow them to to attract a handful of college students and let that co-working space mold those students, right? And again, there's got to be some sort of process for f figuring out who actually wants to be there. That's the key and potentially maybe the hardest part and truthfully one that I don't think we have solved yet. But as we work through it, as we experiment and we come up with solutions that we think work, you know, I'll be sharing them here on the show. So... Yes, I think students belong in co-working spaces. I think the environment is extremely ripe for not just learning trades and skills, but also the elements of professionalism that are needed in a modern workplace. And I'd love to see more students in co-working spaces, including Indy Hall. Great question. And uh, I look forward to sharing what we learn as we experiment with this along the way.